0: Hello and welcome to the Psychic Wave podcast. I'm your host Andrew Sanishin and this is podcast number 42. On this podcast, I had Deshav. There's many names that people say when they look at this uh band name D C H A V, but Deshav is what we've concluded it's supposed to sound like, so Deshav. And uh again, I heard about this Uh, musician, artist, band through Nani of Bundy. Thank you so much. He's got a great podcast. Go check it out. Subscribe to that. But Deshav came by actually at the very end of the 41st episode of the Psychic Wave podcast when I was interviewing New American. And he happened to know them, which is really funny because he knocked on the door as we were recording. And um, it's just really great meeting bands that knew each other and kind of have a history. Deshav is a Long Beach local, and it was really great talking to him about a lot of stuff. I kind of, at this point, got, you know, I've been drinking at that point. It's really fun. Um, I feel like I've said fun eight different times in this intro. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by Melissa's Hair Extensions. Do you have short hair? Do you want long hair? Are you jealous of Robert Plant and all the rock gods? Well, guess what? You don't have to be jealous of their cock imprint on their pants. No, no. Be jealous of their hair. And don't stay jealous of their hair. Take their hair with Melissa's Hair Imprints. Thanks again to our sponsors, and please enjoy podcast number 42. So this is the forty second episode of the Psychic Wave Podcast and I'm with D Chav.
1: Hey, how's it going? What's up? D Chav.
0: And um D Chav, you were brought to my attention just like the last band that I just had here that you happen to know, New American. Mm-hmm. You were brought to my attention by Nani of Bundy.
1: Hell yeah, dude, Nani. Nani's the Nani's the homie, so to speak, you know? Yeah, so how do you know Nani? How okay, you know actually how I know him? Um and I wonder if he remembers this. He played at Rebel Bite, which I have a history with. I can tell you later if you want. Um, he played at Rebel Bite with a band called the Bottled Spirits. And that was like, how many years ago? 12? Where is know, this? Less than that. Where's Rebel Byte? Six years ago. Rebel okay. Bite is downtown Long Beach. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to work over there. I booked some music over there. And uh, yeah, he played over there with Bottled Spirits. I don't think I saw him for a few years after that. And then all of a sudden, like started hearing about Bundy, um, yeah. And then so went and saw them play. Was that was when he him. was playing
0: with Boogie Mamas?
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, I heard him talk that that was one who's of his that? old bands. I don't know who's in that, but I know that that was his old band. Okay. So,
1: I've heard that name. I think I actually I saw a flyer. They just did a reunion. Yeah, they're do right. they're doing
0: a show pretty soon. Okay. But so, not Na- you and Nani okay, have been about, in right? Long Beach for over ten years.
1: Uh, well, I misspoke. I misspoke. I meant more like six years ago or so, not 12 years ago.
0: Still pretty damn close. I mean, six isn't close to 12, but I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The, the half of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Long Beach Cats, that's where you guys are from.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And so, yeah, he he's great and we can get into him more later. I'm sure he'll come up. He always does.
1: Well, I'm not originally from Long Beach. Where are you from? I'm originally from the Bay Area. More, well, oh, really? It's not technically the Bay Area, but santa clara county okay Delroy, california yeah uh no. i passed
0: through there a few times i've got family near there oh yeah where uh fuck um is it, that's near like los gatos right as well kind of kind yeah of i mean that's maybe, not that far maybe i'm not
1: no i mean that's i've got that's family pretty around close. there it's uh arguably close
0: no 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 los gatos is more near like santinez and stuff like that right
1: Look, I'm man, Fuck, I, don't I don't know. It's something anyway, like half an hour, 40 minutes.
0: You're more, you're from more north.
1: No, it's it's actually, yeah, let's see. That would be I mean, south, north of here, southwest. <laughs> oh, yeah, north of here, but that'd be southwest, southeast of Los Gatos, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Unless I just, am,
0: but you grew up in like north. Gilroy area?
1: Yeah, exactly. From Gilroy, born and raised.
0: Is that where you started playing music?
1: Yeah, for the most part. Um, what did you start with? What did I start with? The clarinet. Really? Yeah.
0: I always hear those stories, and I never. So that was in school.
1: That was in school. I'm assuming, yeah. But you know what's funny is when you say that, uh, it kind of brings to mind, like you know, memories flash before my eyes, and what I think of is actually doing it more so at home than at school. Like I definitely have the memories of playing clarinet at school, but most of the memories are playing clarinet at home.
0: Okay, because the yeah. the practicing part, or yeah, was exactly. It- can you still play the clarinet pretty well? <laughs> no, not, no, I mean,
1: I still have the clarinet. Yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. my mom's clarinet. Oh, okay. I still have it, too.
0: That's crazy. I remember my auntie, she played clarinet, and she was, like, okay at it. But it's just one of those funny things where a lot of people, I think you either start with clarinet or you start with piano. A lot of people.
1: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, there's a lot of instruments you can start with. For me, I guess I always saw people starting with the, the flute. Yeah, that one too. The flute, the clarinet. Kind of, that was kind of it at our school we didn't have a, many other choices what age
0: is this when you started doing that
1: fourth grade so oh it's wow. at like nine yeah kind of about yeah so
0: when did you move um down here Two thousand and two thousand and seven. 2007 yeah college
1: did you move down here for college, for college yeah okay exactly. you go to long beach cal state long beach yeah music department crazy so yeah. you
0: you studied music the whole time
1: um, well, I mean, not not literally the entire time. Like the w- <laughs> the way it all works out for that is is long and boring. You know, you spend a lot of time. You know how it is doing GED, which actually I fucking love doing. But mm-hmm.
0: I don't know how it is. I, mean, I didn't really s- go to college. No oh, okay, for sure. But yeah. I'm aware of how yeah. that works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah.
1: you have to take GED classes and all that, and you don't play music the entire time. Definitely played played more. Like on my own than I did in school, you know. Mm. Well, I, I got my degree in composition. Okay. Uh, well, how would you know I went to Cal State Long Beach?
0: I mean, I just guessed because you're a Long Beach cat. Oh, okay. So I was like, Well, how would you know what's... I studied
1: music? Well,
0: okay. So I didn't study anything at all. I just picked up stuff and played. But I'm a, I assumed that because you played clarinet at a young age and it was part of a school curriculum, that it would not be so far fetched for you to have studied music more along that path.
1: Okay. That, I guess, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. doing
0: music now, so I assumed it stayed with you from then to now.
1: Oh, I mean, definitely. You know, I kind of skipped an entire part of that, though, if you want if you want me to go back a little bit. Yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> there, there I, I was in choir mm. for... Um,
0: yeah, because you sing for D-Chav.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's my band, essentially, D-Chav, Daniel Chavez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got started singing in choir. My friend Stephen... Heise started doing choir and I was like teasing him and stuff like that. Like, oh, you're singing choir, singing yeah. choir. And then he got me to eventually go. I think, um, you know, there's a classic story. I think the girl I liked was all singing in choir at the time. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and so one thing led to another. And I just ended up being in choir for the rest of high school. So yeah. that was like all three, the last three years of high school. And that took me to college. I ended up getting into Cal State Long Beach for my vocal major over there. Oh, wow. And that, you know, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it and everything like that. But what I really wanted to do was write music, mm-hmm. which I, you know, got my degree in composition. But so there was a lot that led up to getting to that point.
0: Dude, that blows my mind. I'm, I'm so illiterate when it comes to the actual theory and writing and composition of music. I tried to get my dad... He was in a band. My dad's very creative and a a musician and just super creative, but he just learned by playing. Didn't know any theory or anything like that. So when I asked for classes, he said, why? Just play. Make something sound good.
1: Well, hey, man, I totally agree with that. No, but
0: I'm amazed by people like you who do study music because it's, it's a thing that I know I will probably take more time to study in the future. But people like you amaze me because I got so bored of studying music theory. And so for somebody like you who's very creative and have been doing it for so long, it makes me feel like you must be truly, truly inspired by the music. It's it's hard for me to be inspired and to study it at the same time.
1: I mean, it's, I guess it's the sort of thing that I I mean, I can't take myself out of my own experience enough to to really have an objective view on it, but I th- I think that that's inside of everybody. I think that it's just like it's it's the same thing as talking and writing down the language mm-hmm. that you're talking and like you said it's all about just taking the time like learning how to do it. I think everyone can do it. It's all right there for any given person to learn Mm -hmm. um but also at the same time i really don't care about all that stuff for the most part like honestly it's a tool to help you get from point a to point b sure but the point is getting from point a to point b
0: right as creatively as possible exactly yeah Yeah. so you move from did you have an in-between spot or was it like gilroy right to long beach
1: uh gilroy to long beach so
0: how different or what was Long Beach like at the time, and how different was that from where you grew up?
1: How different was long beach at the time- at at the time
0: yeah, and like so you had lived in Gilroy, yeah, and then you go to college down there, and like just what was long Beach like at that time, two thousand six, and was it super fucking
1: like different from Gilroy okay, w- yeah, well, I mean, I was eighteen. So like I wasn't old enough to go to the bars and stuff. I guess. Right. Think back on that. Uh, So to compare with my experience of Long Beach from today back twenty eight years ago. Mm -hmm. No, I know what you mean. Eight eight years ago, yeah. yeah, I mean, I it's kind of hard to do because like I was in college, like I was living in the dorms and stuff like that. Right. Um, But from from what I feel like. There was way more of an emphasis on like, uh, like indie folk rock and stuff like that. Like that was really popular around it, your yeah, college like, days. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like, ever, Arcade Fire was really popular back then. Like, yeah, every, like I wanted to be Arcade Fire. Everyone wanted to be Arcade Fire. You know? mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, shit. That's it, fun to think about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to reflect, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Nostalgia is a bitch. Mm-hmm. It's great feeling, but at the same time, makes you a little teary-eyed, a little, teary-eyed it? a little wistful but um yeah so what what was what, was there any music scene in Gilroy
1: at all you know what i i have an interesting story to tell you yeah that's that's pretty ridiculous but to answer your question first cuz it leads up to it yes there fucking was a, a good music scene in Gilroy and nice. there probably still is and in some ways it's like a real it's like, in some ways, it's like the underground of the underground scene because no one fucking knows about it because Gilroy is such a little insular town. Yeah. There's other cities around it. There's plenty of people to meet outside of Gilroy close by, but Gilroy itself is really insular. Literally, the only reason I know about it is because I've passed through it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just on the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a band. There were there were several bands, one of which I'll plug real quick, uh, is my friend's band, Primo Major. Formerly known as 1989, and they're going to be doing their first tour down here, which is awesome because they've been the same group of dudes. They've added one person, but it's been the same group of dudes since we were 18 years old, pretty much. Wow, um, it's yeah. hard to do. Yeah, I mean it's fucking great. They're just all friends and everything like that, and I, you know, I think that's what means the most. But they uh, they're going to be down here for the first time uh, in July, so you have more about that. But Primo Major, Primo Major, it's exactly. a great name. Um, what was I getting at? Well,
0: you were just train? getting at what the music was. The oh, music yeah, scene yeah. in Gilroy. So, and...
1: so there was, uh, there was them. There was all, like the bands that I was in. We had other friends that were playing the bands, of course. Uh, that was mostly like kind of getting into that like indie rock vibe. Like my band had like a rapper and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was called the Inevitable Zombie Apocalypse. Inevitable. The Inevitable. Oh, Inevitable. Zombie. The Inevitable.
0: Zo- There's no way I'm saying that.
1: The Inevitable Zombie Apocalypse. The Inevitable Zombie Apocalypse. There you
0: go. Wow, people aren't going to forget that name.
1: Um, yeah, man, that was... But you a, had a rapper? Yeah, I had a rapper. And this is all in Gilroy. Yeah, Josh Katihi. Okay. That was the rapper's name. He's, yeah, what's up, Josh? You hear this? You <laughs> he might hear this. Yeah. Uh, but there there was a scene, and I remember coming back a couple of years after I moved moved down here and going to, like, a garage party, and there was this awesome band playing, and they, they weren't together for very long. I remember trying to book a show with them. They are called Earthquake Weather. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know who was in that or anything, but uh yes, there there is a scene there, you know, mm-hmm. but it's lacking places to play. Just like most of But is there places. like one venue? N- right now there's not even that. Like there was one like So just bars. N- I mean, if you could even get into a bar there. Like that's really lacking. Like it's really house parties then? How do you, you guys yeah, play? You can probably get away with house parties out there for the most part. Way more than out here for sure, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it's fucking whack. Wow, but good bands out there. Mm-hmm. And then when you moved down
0: to Long Beach, were you immediately in a band down here?
1: No, um, at the at the time I was, <laughs> at the time I was doing the Francis James, which what is, is, that?
0: is <laughs> what is that? The Francis James?
1: That was what I was going by at the time. Oh, the as band my, as my musical persona. Oh, as you, so like it your solo like, um, project was the
0: Francis James.
1: I was listening to a lot of Jack Johnson and Nora Jones at the time, ah. and I still listen to a lot You're of Nora Jones. Trying to get Jones. pussy, are you? That's <laughs> oh, what yeah. you were trying to do oh, when yeah. you came I'm all, to college. All about that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I love Nora Jones. Still, love no. Jack Nora Johnson. Jones is fucking amazing. Jack Johnson, I could take her leave, but.
1: It uh, depends on depends on what mood I'm in, you know. Sometimes I don't want. Banana as soon pancakes. as he had that
0: lyric "bubbly toes," I just was out. <laughs> I was like, "I'm not about that." Yeah, the I'm, I'm
1: not about the bubbly toes. Either, <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, but so the Francis James, the Francis
1: James. It was just me. Um, it was like I watched the movie "Walk the Line" too many times. It's
0: a great movie. Though. It's a great movie. I yeah. watched
1: that too many times. I was like, I want to.
0: That's what got me into Johnny Cash. I want to play the like, sure. acoustic
1: guitar and yeah, I want to sing my songs, write these dramatic lyrics.
0: It's a very traditional and like exposing way of playing music, yeah. acoustic guitar and and writing lyrics that way. Oh it's yeah, super. The the songs that I love the most that I've ever written started on acoustic guitar and moved oh. into me. Figuring out how to do it with an electric guitar, mm. you know what I mean, yeah, I, but I could say the same thing it start yeah. it starts with an acoustic, mm-hmm. so I'm not shitting on the Francis James at all, but yeah, <laughs> maybe it's, I am just no a little it's bit, it's but. still where I start all my songs always cool man so were you getting a lot of pussy by doing that?
1: <laughs> was I getting a lot of pussy from yeah. the, from doing the Francis James yeah, let's just say that that's <laughs> so been, yes, <laughs> let just say that that's been redacted from the from the record ah uh, yeah
0: you have a girlfriend now? <laughs> yeah. so <that's laughs> That was a
1: long time ago. She she was, she was didn't even live in the state at the time. Okay. My girlfriend is from Kansas.
0: What happens in the Francis James stays in the Francis James.
1: Yep, yep. But now I'll give a shout out to Katie Jo and the host. That's my girl, girlfriend's oh, band. Oh,
0: okay. So, yeah, this is something interesting. Your girl plays in a country band. Mm-hmm. I play and bass
1: in, in the band.
0: And Nani, the reason why I know this is because he brought it up. He's having both of you on the podcast, like almost back to back.
1: Oh, cool, cool. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And um. So she plays in a country band, and you do your own music. But um. Fuck. Where was I going? Anyway, it's only interesting to me because I I heard Nani say that that you guys both play music. Did you
1: meet it at in Long or uh, Cal State Long Beach? We actually met at Rebel Bite. Oh, okay. The place I was telling you about before. Um. I was playing in the band Carl at the time. Carl with question mark. K a r l? question mark. Carl? Exactly. <laughs> hey, that was good. That was good. Yeah. We used to we used to really love when people would the way different ways people would say that. Like, what are the different ways? I mean everyone has their own unique way the Carl? first time they hear Carl. <laughs> yeah. Or they see that. Carl? Carl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like being
0: super dramatic. Oh yeah. With my exclamation. Or you have to be. Question That's
1: what those are for. That's what they're there for. Yeah. You can do the same with commas.
0: Yeah, commas play a big fucking role. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, for those that don't know, I'll probably explain this before we get into this podcast, like my little intro to it, but I have been drinking with the new American band, and so if I'm not keeping a timeline here, I apologize. Hey, it's all good. um,
1: I have definitely had my fair share.
0: I'm having a lot of fun yeah. with you, though. And so I'm trying to keep some sort of timeline. So you're at uh, Cal State Long Beach. You're doing the Francis James. And uh, what moved you out of that and into... Is it d or D-Chav? Because your name is Daniel Chavez. Yeah, you know... So it
1: should be D-Chav, right? That, that's how it started. Okay, D-Chav. D-Chav. Uh, honestly, my preference now has has become... What started as a joke, uh De chave De That's that's become my preference personally. Really? Yeah, but it started as a joke. As a joke. Yeah. De Chave. Joke, if you will. Yeah. And uh Deschav yeah. is joke. I like that one because it sounds like a mustard. You Dijon.
0: Deschave. Deschauve. Dijon. It sounds French. Yeah, it's a French. Yeah, thing. right.
1: It sounds kind of cool, but no, it, it's it's Deschauve. Or uh, it's
0: whatever you want for the most part. I'm really Southern California, so I said D-Chav. D-Chav. d You know,
1: well, if you rearrange the letters in it, you can spell V-Chad. What does that mean? Say VChad. V-Chad.
0: No, I know. But what does V-Chad it mean? Doesn't mean, <laughs> do mean? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. But You can also
1: spell uh, But you know, but I, I, uh, I've, been, I've always wondered when this would be something that I say to other people. But like everyone in the band, mm-hmm. we refer to each other as Chad for that reason. Everyone calls each other Chad? Yeah, so Chad. <laughs> Chad.
0: You, and then, then so there's only like when Johnny V-Chad. Oh, okay, okay.
1: There's Johnny B. Chad. There's uh, you guys all have nicknames Chadsley. in your band. That's so fucking tight. Yeah. You uh, you want to hear them? Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we get there? Because you wanted to keep the timeline. We can. You asked me. You asked me a question, sure. like, and I keep getting distracted. So when question.
0: did you go from the Francis James to DeShav? Yeah, so so <laughs> That's that whole progression. That was the worst laugh I've ever. That whole done.
1: progression took a span of a few a few years. You know, a good amount of years. Long story short, uh. The two the three the three biggest bands that in my life prior to Dishav the Dish, it sounds like a I sound like a D bag I when I say it though. For Dishav. Dishav. No dude, I like it. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh it's it's your project. Were were thy squid, first and foremost. Then Carl, second and foremost. That doesn't mean that's irrelevant, the foremost thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Toxic Shock Syndrome, TSS. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, So Thy Squid, that's Kai Kaner and Matt Hill. That's like a psych punk band. We started, what was that? It must have been 2009. I'm already in. We just had our... Psych our, punk. Dude, I, I hope you like it. You can, I'll send you some links that are on. Yeah. Um, We just had our last show a couple of weeks ago at The Prospector. Um, so we're just gonna wither and die from here, uh, but then my other band, called Carl. Nah, man, the internet exists. You'll never die. <laughs> hey, maybe Carl. Know. Yeah, but Carl <laughs> uh, started soon after that. Let's see, like 2010, maybe, and that was me being like, "Hey, I want to want to do my my own thing, play guitar, because I was playing bass in die Squid." Um, and that's Rebecca Lynn, Michael Malinowski, Nick Gonzalez, Alex Mastrovito. Uh, that was like R and B meets the Mars Volta. Like I oh, okay, we dude. used to say like Isley Brothers meets the Mars Volta. That's kind of how we always like talked about it.
0: Good God, do I love the Mars Volta! And
1: uh, do Isley Brothers, fuck.
0: Oh man, that, that sounds like a, a great band. I hope you do send me those links. Them yeah, squid, that, uh, S- them th- squid,
1: thy squid, thy squid. You gotta okay. do the Thigh. thy. Squid yeah. Like it's through your hands, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Toxic Shock Syndrome. You know what? Toxic Shock Syndrome was actually before all of those and yeah. is still going. That's the longest standing one.
0: So basically what you're explaining to me is that you were in college, you were meeting a lot of new people, you were playing in a lot of different projects, and then eventually, after all these things, you decided to like reform what your solo project would be, and that ended up being... There's three different ways I can say your band name now. I don't know which one to pick. Bishov, well, Dichav, Dichav. To sum
1: it to sum it up, if I may, because there's too many memories and too many feelings, you know, from, from all of those experiences. It's just that the lessons I've learned have been don't necessarily think one thing is one thing when because it very well may be another. And just keep just be with your friends and do what you want to do. Right, that's the bottom line of it, you just like playing music exactly, and that's the yeah. that's the fucking point like there's no other point than that, and anything else than that is just sending you down a path that's not yeah, man. You know, appropriate. The
0: arts is a very warm and accepting place to be, and I think people don't realize that it's that wonderful to be a part of just anybody's art project mm-hmm. you know um so you've you've rotated through a lot of bands. How does dichov? toshav um how, <laughs> how does that come into it then? no no, not even how, how does that come into it? We're into it now. you're in this band how is this band different from the other ones for you what is it what is what does this band sound to you? How is it different to
1: you? What does it mean to you you know this this band for me is is the first time that I've been able to just uh say to myself, you know. I'm gonna go put. I'm gonna put it out there, like just me. I'm not gonna put another name on it. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna rely on other people. Like, of course, I have like my my crew, you know, and everything. Like, I definitely rely on them for a lot. But when it comes down to being the project, like this is something that I recognize that I'm probably the only person that's ever gonna care as much as as I do. Which yeah. I think is an important step for every artist to mm-hmm. get to. That being said, like. You you got to keep those friends close too. Like shout out to Madman Medina in particular, and Billy Camacho, and everyone in the band, of course. But like those two in particular, just right now, have been right there with me every step of that way, and it's amazing. So so this one's more personal for this, you. This one's much more personal because for me, I get to I get to just say this is this is me. Like this, these are my songs. I'm putting my. I'm putting what I am choosing to put out there, out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Like in terms of lyrics in particular, like for the songs that I'm writing right now, we all have the opportunity every day to see the bad things that happen in any given moment. And we all have the opportunity to see the good things. Mm -hmm. And I really am starting to believe firmly more. Think about it that, you know, from a young age, just like think about our demographic, like our are people right how now. How old are you? 29. Okay. Yeah, how old are you?
0: How old do you think I am?
1: Ooh, uh.
0: There's no wrong 20, answer. 26. Uh, I'm not very offended by 26. much. 24. Oh, okay, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I still consider myself part of anyways, your age. You, we both were. Yeah, we we both it.
1: went to school in the public. Did you go to the public school system? I shouldn't assume. I'm sorry.
0: I I did until high school, and then I fucked up super hard, and they sent me to private school. Anyway, I get public school I system. Get a lot of, we're yeah.
1: taught to find problems and things. We're taught to find what's wrong in this equation, what's wrong in this sentence, what's For wrong sure. here, what's wrong there. Yeah. And so, like, we carry that with us every, like every day. I think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And the more you just choose to find those positive things.
0: Dude, that's like, I've had a lot of conversations with people, but that is something that nobody has ever brought to my attention. Like that that we're trained to find the problem and not trained to find the positive. That was, has anybody brought that up to you, Tess? That was really eloquent. That was crazy. Hey,
1: that's cool. I've been thinking about that a lot. So nobody, I've I've never, (laughs) that like really
0: was weird for me. I've never thought about that.
1: Cool. Wow. Dude, I, I right on. Um, the point being, just bring it back. Uh, sure. The lyrics on the lyrics on this in particular, uh-huh. I I was on eucalyptus, was, yeah, on eucalyptus, and a lot of stuff that's going to come out in this next release we're working on now. Um, very much so from a place of sadness and a place of like mm-hmm. you know heartache and realizing that you brought your own problems onto yourself, but still trying to find that find the ability to phrase that in a way to either manifest the positive of what you want or to really just see that bigger experience. Mm -hmm.
0: Does that make sense? I totally agree with you. And I'm only looking at my phone right now to kind of, agree with what you're saying there's a definition for a word that I have tattooed on me and I can never remember the beautiful way that it was done but I completely agree with you where it's like I find myself a lot of the times really um like soaked up in like the melancholy of a lot of things and I think it when I focus on melancholy it really makes me like Reevaluate and then figure out what's good in my life. And I have um, this word metanoia tattooed on me, and okay. it means a change in one's way of life resulting from penitence or spiritual conversion. So it's about like looking back on your guilt and your your bad shit and finding how to grow from it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's exactly what you're saying. Like with your lyrics are coming from a more a sad place and moving moving forward from that. I wouldn't I really say, appreciate...
1: I also, at the same sort of time, wouldn't say that there's a single lyric on this that is sad. No, well, you know what? I've listened to your place. music,
0: and I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever say that your music is sad music.
1: Right, and that's something that is very intentional, and, and is, you know, I want people to be able to have the experience to this album in particular that they want to be able to have. Right. Like, you can... Obviously, you're probably not going to feel too depressed listening to it. Like, no all right, I shit, maybe you would. I guess if that's your thing, but. <laughs> I've
0: listened to some of your music and, uh, you know, I've listened to it uh, from time to time because of Nani. Okay, and, cool. And he's just brought you up so many times that it's been like, you know, I should check this dude out, you know. Right on. And, um, and it's not sad to me. It's not sad to me at all. Psychedelic music in general can kind of have this have this ominous vibe to it, but it's
1: not sad. Right. On. And I just to reiterate, that is in no way the intent with it, and that's no way like where it comes from. Like that's really solely just uh, in reference to like the origin of the lyrics and like mm-hmm. and in and, and I only mentioned that just on the note of like being able to so people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has those moments in their life when they just feel overwhelmed or feel like there's something problematic going on, you know? And so finding the ability to just really say to yourself, you know, I'm not gonna focus on that. Right. I'm gonna focus on that instead. That can still be there, but we'll focus on that, that instead.
0: Right. So I know that you have this feeling because I'm a musician as well. When you finally finish a song and you put it out, however you're gonna do it, on the internet, on CD, on record, mm-hmm. like you have heard that song and a thousand different versions of it before the final product, do you ever think about how you feel about the song versus hearing like somebody who's never heard it before and they're hearing just the final product and how they're gonna react like how do you think that people what do you think people feel when they hear your music for the first time, not being you like how how do you perceive like what do you imagine that they're thinking your music does for them?
1: Yeah, you yeah, know that's a probably a hard question for. It's a for super
0: anybody. hard question for anybody. So there's no right answer, but it's just interesting to hear your take on what you think people hear for the first time.
1: Uh, what do I think people hear? All right, let me let me put myself in some shoes <laughs> really quick. Let's see. I'm trying, I'm like this you is know how you anti- have people's like people flash before your eyes, like telling you like things people have told you. Yeah, it's so, like trying to forget about that. Um, what I would think, I would think that it'd be super chill. And sure. that I could, like, just put it in my headphones and not have to worry about anything. But then it'd be a sort of... I, w- I think that I would find that the more I listened to it, the more details I would find in it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the important part upon the first listen. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Exactly. No. Okay. Lots of my favorite music is the same exact way. Same exact way. Cool. So you've you've cycled through... I mean, you've been in a lot of bands and mu- music has obviously been a huge part of your life. And it... Was music one of the reasons why you decided to do Cal State Long Beach? Oh,
1: yeah. Sorry. So I'm a fucking space cadet, just first off. But me too, so buddy. <laughs> me too. That was the whole point of talking about choir. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Choir was how <laughs> I ended up down here in okay. the first place. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I did choir in high school. And then uh, that choir director introduced me to the choir director down there. Mm-hmm. I did my audition. I got in as a vocal major. That's the connection
0: there. Oh right, you did. Yeah, you did say the vocal major part, but I I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make the connection. I said it really fast. So wow, that's crazy. And your friend just basically said, or your friend was in choir, and you were like, "What the fuck you doing in choir?" Yeah. Now you like make your college decision based on (laughs) choir. Exactly. Wow, funny man. Yeah, that's weird. So you you live in Long Beach now. What do you see for the Long Beach scene? like upcoming because I'm somebody that has been interested in Long Beach and their bands I think they have a lot of great bands out there right now my lockout where I practice is over there I've been thinking about moving there I print t-shirts for people over there but what do you see happening for Long Beach
1: in the next five years good things but there's a condition and that's that people recognize that they have to be active in it you know like yeah. and you know I'm I'm guilty of it too. Everyone's guilty of it. Like I've definitely stayed home plenty of times when I thought to myself, Oh, well, I should go out and do that thing." Yeah. And it's not about the times that you, same thing. is like I was saying before. It's not about the times that you don't go out. Mm-hmm. It's about the times that you do go out. Yeah. Those times you do go out, like buy a fucking CD from one of the bands, buy a poster, or like. Stick around for all three bands. Or mm-hmm. even if you can only stay for one band, like at least talk to the other bands or something right. like that. Just like make an effort to be a part of the scene. Thank you. Like that's really the simplest, simplest thing I I think. Yeah. But uh I, I honestly see really good things. There's been a lot of support from the city for music lately. Uh how th- so? Um just more festivals. They've mm. been letting more of that happen. There's been more like city events happening. More Not- than when you more Got than when there. I moved here. Okay. More than when I moved here and more than five years ago, even, let's say. Mm-hmm. But definitely, definitely there should be very, 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 very much more of that. Yeah. I think that that we are behind in, in terms of that.
0: What, like maybe compared to L.A.? No, compared to other states. Other general. states? Like
1: just other, other states is a silly thing to say. For, to other like uh, yeah. large cities. Uh, like Austin... austin's got a crazy i I could pick off the list you know like that's funny that california is late i mean like we were talking about earlier with uh the new american dudes yeah like in la like it's it's hard to get into places to play and stuff like that too dense it's the same thing in long beach like there's only a handful of places um there's i mean don't get me wrong i'm I'd be—I'm the last person that's ever going to talk smack on on the Long Beach scene, you know. Like I, I love. There's Long a Beach difference
0: between talking smack and being honest. Though. Yeah,
1: just being honest. Like there should be way more places to play. Mm-hmm. There should be way more places for different levels of musicians to play. Mm-hmm. There should just be way more places for people to meet up and experience music in any capacity together.
0: That's so funny to me. I—I'm not saying you're wrong at all, but because I live in Fullerton, where it's nothing compared to Long Beach. Like if I want to go see great music, the way that it goes, it's it's either Santa Ana, Long Beach, L.A. or Pomona. Sometimes you know, like yeah. for what's around here. Because at the Continental Bar, though, that place is tight. That place is tight, but it's it's you know, Fullerton does not have what Long Beach has. I hear you, though. I hear you. And that's so cool. it's it's interesting to hear your take on it because you're a Long Beach dude.
1: Yeah, that's a real. It's kind of a. It's kind of a, quote-unquote, entitled position, I suppose, when you when sure. you put it in that context. But, like, for the reputation Long Beach has as, like, a music capital mm-hmm. of California, in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I just wish there was more. Simple I know.
0: Done. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So much great music has come out of Long Beach that you almost expect there to be more for musicians yeah. in Long Beach. Exactly. I totally agree. But That's a good know, way of
1: putting it. Can I add something onto that? Um and I, I really firmly believe, like, like if you're gonna complain about something, like you you better be doing something about it. And so I, I booked music over at Rebel Bag, like I still do. Like I used to work there. I haven't worked there for a few years now, but like the owner and I are still friends. Mm-hmm. He asked me if I would help him book some music over there. Sure. And I thought I almost turned him down, you know. And then I I. I was at the time thinking about how much I wanted there to be more spots to play Mm -hmm. and how much more I wish that I could just go and play like in a coffee shop, like just with no pressure for a couple hours or something like that. And then I was like, oh shit, well, here's this opportunity to really do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, there you go. Like fucking that's a spot. Right. So if anyone out there wants to play at Rebel Bite, let me know.
0: No, I, I understand what you're saying because like I'm not trying to lick my own butthole here, but like... Um, yeah, (laughs) no, but like, you know, (laughs) as far as I know, nobody in Fullerton or Orange County, even if I'm unaware of this, please somebody let me know, but I'm not aware of any other podcast that's talking to other bands and getting bands from Long Beach and getting bands from Pasadena and from Downey and from, you know, all across to come and talk and share their stuff. And what I really felt here is that I love rock and roll so much, and rock and roll yeah. is not the number one thing in America right now. It isn't like it's hip hop and rap and all that. That's what's going on. And I really felt when I was talking to these people, these creative people, that like there's there's stuff to talk about. And there's bands that need to be shared. And Fullerton, we have some like an okay reputation with music. We have no doubt, and fucking uh, uh, oh man, social distortion and stuff like that. But the thing is, like, I wanted to capture what's going on right now. And you and a lot of other bands are so great from other areas. And there's just, like, that void. And nobody's talking with these bands and, like, letting them share their thing. And so I, uh, the best thing that I could ever hope to do, besides myself promoting myself, is talking with great bands and showcasing sp- stuff around Southern California in this area. And I just... Like we never met before tonight. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I've listened to your music and now hopefully other people are
1: gonna check you out and like what you're about and listen to your stuff. Well that means the world. And like I said, it's it's the same thing. Like you're out there being a part of it. Right. Like even though you're not physically in a space where you can go see X band, Y band, Z band any yeah. given night, you're fucking out here doing it. Right. You're inviting people out to you.
0: Well, let me put it this way like I I can get this vibe from most musicians, and I believe this is the same with you. like you would be writing music even if nobody listened to it.
1: oh, yeah, totally
0: I would be doing the same thing
1: I'd probably and be writing better music even you know.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> no, but we would be writing music regardless of if people listened, and it's exciting and important to me that other people do listen, and like even when I like show music to test my girlfriend it's like i'm I almost feel like I'm annoying her sometimes she she really cares about me and my music but oh. but I sh- I show her like the rough drafts of things you know it's not a fine polished thing and then when she listens to something and she likes it I really love that but I would still write that music just for me right. even if nobody heard it yeah and I love that dudes like you are willing to drive from Long Beach to come out here and talk for an hour about who gives a fuck just because you care about your music, you care about the music scene. I feel that there's a growing scene happening in, in Southern California. Do you feel the same
1: way? I do feel the same way.
0: Like I really do. Within the past three years, I feel like there's been this like engine that's kicked up mm-hmm. for music in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was not dead before. There was exciting things happening, but it wasn't picking up energy in the way that we could make money off of it now. But I think it's possible for great musicians to make money now.
1: I hope so. I hope that you're right.
0: <laughs> Me too. <Yeah. laughs> <I mean. laughs> and I'm not even a great musician. I'm just like having fun doing this thing. But I think like there is an opportunity now to make money for rock and roll again.
1: Hey, really, really I hope that, I hope that you're right with that. And, it doesn't come down to that, but that's something that is just not necessary no, for everybody. And that's what I say. Like go if you go out to a show, like just buy a CD. It's like like most of the time bands are selling their stuff for so much less than it's actually worth. Oh like, like hands okay, down. My friend Curtis's band, Curtis, Mark, a bunch of these dudes from back like two thousand and ten, their album, their band was called No Wablo. They they were a band for a no Ablo? yeah they are called that's no Ablo. that's fucking hilarious yeah they were they were fantastic and and they were banned for maybe like what like three years or so um, but their album I still have in my car and I listen to it all the time and shit like that like they, how much did they sell that to me for no I'm cool thank you how much did they sell it to me for maybe like five dollars and it's been your playlist for years yeah I've had it in my car for so or, long yeah, like yeah. if something happened to it I'd probably hit them up to see if I can get the recordings even yeah you know what I mean so. There's stuff like that. Like music, it, it's a cultural thing. People need to value music on that artistic cultural level again. Yeah. And like Napster did all that great stuff. And like oh, I'm I fucking talking about Napster.
0: But like the internet, <laughs> I haven't heard somebody talk about Napster in a long time. But like that so was that the start was of it. That
1: was the start of it. No, it really yeah. was. Music sharing. Yeah. It that yeah. really was like the start of it.
0: Oh, have you not heard this
1: band from New York? Right. Exactly. You never would have heard that if it wasn't for Napster. Exactly. It's so like that started all that change, and that was a beautiful thing. But the backlash of that is that culturally we started not valuing music as much. And that's kind of what I mean when I say other states. Like I have the good fortune for my job. I get to travel to now Pennsylvania, good, to Philadelphia, a decent amount, to New Orleans, a decent amount. Last year I got to travel to New York, a good amount. And the way people experience music out there, and this is more so in Philadelphia, New Orleans. Really quick, I'd where do you work? Uh, I work for a company called Raw Artists. Okay, so why do you travel? I travel cuz I direct showcases for them. Okay. So it's like art and music showcases. Got it. Um but they they just have a a different way of the, that being a part of their lives. Like it just means more in the some way it's on the East thing.
0: Coast. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, in the East Coast, and in, and in at least in New Orleans, like I'm saying, it's a very limited view that I have. I'm not saying that I'm like this like world. I'm not worldly saying you're wrong, like but
0: it's interesting that you can even find a difference they, they they value music differently there. Really,
1: they really really do, and they don't. Maybe they're not even necessarily aware of it. Maybe I'm just aware of it because I get to like just pop in for like a few days. You know? I did
0: feel that way about my buddies who came down from Austin, Texas. This band Sherry great musicians that i just didn't think really realized how great they were and they loved music music was their life and it's i don't know anybody like that here so it's interesting that you found that by you know traveling for your job yeah i mean it's weird to think about i know it's music music and the arts in general are just fucking weird but I want to call your band three different things now that I know all the way people say it. But call called V-Chad. D-
1: V-Chad. D-Shav.
0: D-Shav. D-Shav. That's how I want to say it from now on. Yeah, you I'm gonna. Dishav. I'm not even going to say it any other way. D-Shav. But yeah, I got so, some other stuff for
1: you here. So yeah, you, you, you brought a bunch there. of stuff. The CD, the photography in here is by my friend Christian. And this is uh, the front right there. The front is by my friend Akira Usagi. It's a collaboration between me and him. I want that doily. <laughs> um, I got you some stickers here. Right? Thank you
0: so much, man. You you are only the well, you are the third person to bring me anything, You're and a- and I really really appreciate it. Um, Iris brought me uh, stickers uh got me what we're recording on right now (laughs) and he left his fucking mic here which is crazy and i'm not giving it back by the way Uh, and then but you're the only person that has actually brought me their music and this is going to go right in my car that's cool and i'm going to listen to it right on this album is dedicated to our friends who became or who become our family Ooh, that's sweet some some. Some pins but what does uh dashav have going on in the future promote yourself and uh give give everybody a, a chance to see you live where are you going to be at
1: uh okay so
0: i love that this is just your face i'm so that's sorry just my face this is so like just <laughs> hilariously great you know if you go to <laughs> i love this if you go
1: to our website yeah. when you're on a desktop the little like button that you can see at the top like mm-hmm. in the tab that's the picture <laughs> oh okay it's great <laughs> Uh but okay, our next show, uh Silver Lake Lounge, May twenty-ninth, Tuesday, May twenty ninth, Silver Lake Lounge with When We Met music. When they're just called When We Met, God it. Uh When We Met, Sounds Like Disco and Bet Headbed. I think yeah, they're called Headbed. Um, after that we got a show coming up in Long Beach, but like right now we're just kinda gonna work on some recordings. Cool. Uh like I have a I have some stuff coming up just on that note, you know. Yeah. I have some remixes of Eucalyptus coming soon. That's the first time I've mentioned that. So
0: Ooh, you got it here first. folks. So if you like
1: house music and you like album Eucalyptus, got some house. Remixes yeah, I do drugs. The way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what I wanted to mention that, that I didn't yet. And I'm fucking super proud of this uh, live recordings from our album release party for this. No way. Our that's... album release show was in November. We just mm-hmm. put them out on Spotify. Wow. From your album
0: release, from why, the album why release aren't more show. bands doing that? That's a great idea. Live recordings from your album release show. Yeah, that's that's done. a great, and I've never heard anybody doing that. Um, I feel I feel like maybe I've heard what like someone Shh, do it, but like you're the first. You know, anyway, I'm but sure. that's a great idea. That's going to be interesting because that's that's such an intimate look at the first time you've presented your album to the public. Right. Wow, that's like intense, dude. I would totally like. It's good, on Spotify. good musicians, man.
1: It's on Spotify. You just check it on out.
0: So, if somebody's gonna, um, click if click somebody by. has been listening this far already, and they're gonna listen to one song by you to get into your music, what song should they listen to?
1: Hmm.
0: I've never asked that question before. So,
1: one song.
0: If what they're going to – the first song, not the only song they're ever going to hear. But oh, okay. if, they're gonna, if they're going to get introduced to you, what song do you want them to hear? Can
1: I, can I give a small, a small sidebar for that?
0: You can do whatever you want.
1: Because this album I'm, – I'm, I'm a lover of all, like, fidelities of music, and this was intentionally, like, a really, you know, mid-fi record. Mm-hmm. like there was no point that we thought to ourselves this needs to be like super crisp and clean mm-hmm. the last track is a bonus track that i recorded separately okay. with my friend who who now sings in the band as well nick Medina. the rest i did with my friend dr Kaw, and i did it on a loop pedal myself so if i had to say one song in the future if you want to know what the band sounds like check out the song all the light because that's the best like live representation mm-hmm. but just in terms of like but like who I am as an artist, I would say take a look at the song uh so clear off of the album that's that's definitely my personal favorite. Tell me if you want me to is it a close second with that that's the first track on the album, but so clear is a pretty pretty great representation
0: great man. I'm very excited that you came by and I'm super thankful that you uh stuck around and we started the podcast late and you've been so accommodating to me. And I really yeah, appreciate it. Most musicians are are um are very sweet, just like you have been. But I still appreciate it. And before we close this podcast out, what band should people be listening to?
1: Okay, I was waiting for that question because I heard you you asked the other guys that. Yeah, yeah. You walked. Oh, yeah. You walked um, in
0: in the middle or at the very end of that podcast, which was so great that you guys knew each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to watch that later on. Um. Okay. So. Melody's Echo Chamber for sure. Melody's oh, Echo Chamber, dude. Fuck me. Yeah, I love them. Um, I listen to a lot of. I listen to Washed Out a good amount. Also, love I fucking, Washed Out. I listen to a lot of Nora Jones. Man, like, what can I say? I love Nora Jones.
0: No, dude, she's okay. She's hot,
1: but she's <laughs> she's also a great musician. Patsy Cline, yeah. listen to a lot of Patsy Cline. It's a great classic, late. yeah, for sure. I love Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with Tame Impala. Led Zeppelin. Mars Volta, mm. Isley Brothers, pretty much just like go back to nineteen nineteen ninety five and put on one hundred two point five K Don and just whatever they're playing. What back then? One hundred
0: well. two point five K The fuck. This is just that? all
1: nineties R and B shit, you know. From like, what city? What? That's county. A, that's Salinas. That's Salinas right there. So, oh, dude. That's Bear. Like that's a Bear. Dude, like Salinas, to California. Should so I tell
0: this story, Tess?
1: I gotta hear it. Now. Okay. We
0: got, <laughs> we got time. So we're going on a road trip. I love Tess very much, but I usually plan everything. Especially at that point in our relationship. I I planned most road trips and things like that. Not because she couldn't or anything, but this was one of the first times that she did. And it wasn't to her fault. It was that we were under twenty one. Mm. So she planned a bunch of places to stay. And when we got there, they said, fuck you. You're not 21. You have to be 21 to stay here. And we were, like, 19. And we were moving all my stuff down, too. We, yeah, we were moving all our oh, stuff that's down. That's crazy. All I remember is somehow we ended up staying in Salinas. It wasn't and that bad. It was a pretty shitty hotel. That hotel sounds...
1: sounds that I'm not surprised. Hey, no... no. Also... Uh, put also, some respect on the Salinas, of course, but, you know...
0: No, no, not not to mean it, but, like, it was just... <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's just uh, Th- that that moment was crazy.
0: I, for one of like the handful of times in my life, like actually, when we were partying at that hotel, I drank and drove, and just I have this guilt feeling about Selena's. I also broke her car mirror. <laughs> it was just. I have I have some guilt
1: feelings about Salinas as well. Yeah. So, yeah. But those are a little bit deeper. <laughs> we, w- we won't do that to you now. <laughs> was her name Selena now. from Salinas? Oh,
0: man. I wish. I feel like it was. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And thank you for bringing me some of your stuff. I mean, you were it. just saying that you know when you go to a show, buy stuff from people because you're buying it for way... Less than it's really worth. And the fact that you brought me two CDs, a bunch of fucking stickers and some pins.
1: Yeah, you know, because it's, it's just like... It's more, very sweet. It's a gift, you know. That, and that's why people do that in the first well, place. Because they want people... They want to give that as a gift. I got that's what it is. a t-shirt for you. Hey, well, so I'll wear we'll, we'll it make it a little trade here. I'll wear it every day for a year. But um,
0: I want to get you on the future here with uh, Nani. Cool. Hey, love On to. the podcast. Because yeah. I feel like you guys would be really great people to kind of showcase more of Long Beach stuff. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. And um, just thanks for being a part of this. Thanks, man. Okay. Take it easy.